title of today's message is The Wonder Working God. Can we pray, please? Father, we thank you for your anointing. We thank you, Father, for your ability, not ours. Thank you for utterance that comes from above. Please, Father, get all the glory. We're asking you, Lord, to touch hearts today. You know the heart that's the closest to disappointment and despair. You know the life that is at the end of its rope. As well, you know those that have triumphed mightily in Christ Jesus. Thank you for uplifting today. Thank you for getting through and breaking through to the darkest situation and helping us build your people up and give them an inheritance today, Father, as we commit them to the word of your grace. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Friends, I'm going to endeavor to do my absolute best to not keep you here all night. <laughs> you know, actually, all day. You know, we have a service in a few minutes here at, at, at what, uh, 11 o'clock, and I'm supposed to let you go. So how are you going to pull with me today just so that you can get what you need? I, I really want you to get what you need today. The first thing is an admonition that I sense very important, a pastoral admonition, and that is do not be distracted, friends, or deterred or preoccupied or anxious by the controversy surrounding current events. You can hardly turn on the television or you can hardly open up a webpage without seeing a face of some kind of an issue or a politician or something. We know that there's turmoil in the world. Is that right? But you see, in the world, we know that there is tribulation. Jesus said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. There's, there's something that we as the body of Christ should be doing. And uh, let me read Acts chapter 1, verse 6 through as we preface our message today. And notice this when uh, the disciples were asking about political things. Notice what Jesus answered them. He said, so when they were assembled, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will reestablish the kingdom and restore it to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to become acquainted with and know what time brings the things and events of time and their definite periods or fixed years and seasons. Of course, this is very verbose. It's the Amplified Bible after all. But these are fixed years. These are seasons. They are in God's hands. And notice it says they're critical niche in time. And I want you to notice this in the next, in the next phrase. It says, which the Father has appointed, fixed and reserved by His own choice, and authority and personal power. Do not allow current events to shake you up. God is still on the throne. He has seasons. He has purposed in his heart and appointed things to come to pass by his personal power and his personal authority. So nothing is happening on this planet except God's authority is still in control. Amen. I'm not saying that everything that's happening is, is that God's behind it, but it's not spinning out of control where God is concerned. He knows exactly what's happening and he has people like you and me and churches like this placed in strategic locations. Come on, somebody. Years and seasons are in Father's hand. He is the ultimate authority and power. Uh, this is what we're to focus on. Receiving and flowing with the power and the Holy Spirit and being a witness of Christ 
in all the earth. Notice what Jesus answered to them when he said, look, father's in control, everybody. But let me change your focus to what's happening on CNN and Fox. Come on. Let me switch your focus a little bit of what's happened on KGO radio and talk show and everybody that all the talking has. And let me focus you on this. But you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Focus on that. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends, the very bounds of the earth. This Christian is our focus. We still pray according to 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 1 through 6 where we pray for all men. You know the scripture well. Therefore I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior who desires most men to be saved. No, he desires all men to be saved. Is that right? He desires, he desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all. And I want you to notice this last phrase, to be testified in due time. It's due time, friends, for us to testify. So in case you were wondering, what should I do? What should I do? Well, maybe it would help if you shut the TV off for a minute and just stop following the links about who tweeted who. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, I'm not the only one that has to fight this off. Like, you know what I'm talking about. Who's tweeting who and who's saying what and who said this and that. That's not what we're here for. That's energy. That's, right. That's precious energy. You know, from the, from the rising of the sun till the time that it goes down, the name of the Lord is to be praised. And Christians are supposed to be praying day and night for the kingdom of God to be in manifestation in our world. Amen. Not to defend people's tweets. I'm just saying. Some of you think I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. Keep the big picture in mind. Amen. He is the Lord of the harvest. And hallelujah. It's said in Luke 10 too. In Amplified Bible. I'm skipping a little bit up there. And he said to them, the harvest indeed is abundant. There is much ripe grain, but the farmlands are few. Why don't they put that up on your homepage? They pray, therefore, that the Lord of the harvest send laborers into his harvest. You know, there's a lot of Christians praying right now. Why don't they put that on your front page? Why isn't that on the newspaper? Why isn't that on the talk show? Yeah, there's Christians praying in churches just like this one. I was walking down the hallway. I had a very somebody said of me that I'm one of the busiest people they know. And I have I do have a very demanding schedule. But I was walking down the street taking care of more urgent business. And I heard one of the prayer meetings in this, in the hallway. I says, oh my goodness, it was so powerful it pulled me in. There they were at that prayer meeting. I says, oh my, I got to get in on this. So I, st- I just kind of slipped in. I didn't want to disturb anybody. I just, got, I just had to get in on There was power in that prayer. 
It's time the body of Christ got away from their notebooks and got on their knees. If my people would humble themselves, it says... Well, I'm skipping now. It says in 2 Chronicles 7, 14, If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin. I will heal their land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Moving back now. Keep your focus, friends. Don't, don't let just anything steal your focus. I mean, I remember when, when it was something else. I don't even want to mention who they were. But, you know, they're, they're always, the media is always trying to find somebody to put on the front page. Some foolishness. Something that's not the kingdom of God. So let's move, let's move right along. Hallelujah. We talked uh, some time ago about the book of Joshua. And it, it was a little message about following the presence of God. I don't know if you were here for that. That was a while back. Uh, but it's the last time I had an opportunity to minister. And we did talk extensively about following the presence of God. And this is what I will say about following the presence of God. There definitely is a marked difference between a person that seeks God, puts God first, meditates on His Word... Serves him, seeks his kingdom, honors him with their giving and with their time and with their treasure. And makes him first in their life versus a person that is B, casual, or C, could care less. Don't you understand that you've got the believer's advantage? You've got a person that is speaking the word of God. Oh, friends, please hear me now. There is a difference. We went extensively about the difference of having God's presence on you. Remember the curses and the plagues of Egypt. That in all of Egypt, there's these horrible plagues coming about. But in the land of Goshen, there was light. No frogs. The water was fresh and pure. Go figure. I mean, here's, here's the line right here. Here's, the, here's the, uh, the rest of the land of Egypt. And you just cross, go across that line. And all of a sudden, no flies, no frogs, the water's pure, there's light. I mean, you step over here, it's, it's dark. Step over here, it's light. Friends, that's not by accident, and that really happened. It's a historical event showing of God's wonders. And it made a difference whether you served God and knew Him and maintained a reverence for Him in your heart or whether you didn't. And so that's what I'll say about that. So here we heard in Joshua the admonition. He said as he was preparing for them, he said, number one, you're going to need to follow the ark. We talked about that. Follow the presence of God. You need to follow after God. Uh, this day. Don't, don't follow after your favorite talk show host. Dear Lord, be careful about following after musicians. I love music. You know, I'm, I'm one of them. I mean, I'm not one of those, but I'm, I'm first a Christian. Hello. But there's some, there's some, some actors and bless their hearts. May, many of them are quite sincere. But just because you could sing a song and twang a guitar or act on screen does not mean you have the word abiding in you. And that you are separated to God and you can speak for the Lord. But let's move on to the second. And this is where we want to pick up today. In Joshua chapter 3 verse 5. Notice what he told the people. Sanctify yourselves. Is that up on the screen? Could you see that? Sanctify yourselves. Okay, friends. Who's going to do the sanctifying? 
Come on, help me out a little bit. Who, who, who's the, is God going to do the sanctifying or are you going to do it? You, we are, absolutely. He said, sanctify yourselves. Why? Because, why? Because, what does it say? Tomorrow, the Lord will do wonders among you. Wonders. I, I'm going to suggest to you that we can't make it in life just by being good students, good employees, a good mom, a good dad, doing your very best. You're not going to make it in life. You're certainly, we're not going to fulfill the plan of God just, just happily paying our own bills off. We've got to stretch beyond ourselves. We need, we need the wonders. We need the hand of the Lord upon us to be able to accomplish what, we, what God needs us to accomplish in this age. I thought I'd get a bigger amen than that, but that's all right. We're going to get to something. God wants to do wonders in your life. I like what little but Brother Keith Hershey says, in my little life. What, is a, what does a wonder look like in your life? What does it look like? Well, I'm just, I'm just happy. I just dropped by today that he's, to tell you that he's still the God of wonders today. Hallelujah. I want you to notice that God required that his people sanctify themselves prior to the move of God. We sing about that in our church. God is on the move, on the move. And you know he is on the move. Especially for people that have sanctified themselves, are crying out for it, and are looking for him to move. Wow, we're pretty quiet here. We'll... And notice this, for the wonders that are to follow in their tomorrows... Your tomorrows, you need the wonders of God in your tomorrows. I mean, thank God for today. But you know, what's going to happen tomorrow? You certainly don't need to worry about that. You know, Jesus taught us about that. But on the other hand, if you live that sanctified life and are cooperating with the Lord, hello, and are following his presence, there are wonders that he wants to do in and through and for you. Only a genuine move of God, by the way, can answer to and solve the issues that our cities and our states face, what our nation faces, indeed the world. No, listen, no man-made legislative effort or treaty can effectively address the issues of a lost, fallen world. Families that are broken. Kids that are confused. Listen, without Christ and without divine intervention, we're lost. But we, I believe in a sovereign move of God in our families, in our kids. Now more than ever, the church needs to be the church and take her place. Sanctify herself, set herself apart and make sure she takes her place of prayer. So I'm going to say just something as we mingle a little bit about God of wonders. He's, what is the name of the title? The, the wonder working God. You want the wonder working God in your life? Do you want to see the wonders of God in your life? I mean, not just somebody else. Somebody wrote a big book and they're on TVN about, well, I'm so happy for that. Thank you very much. But I want it in my life. I want to be able to fulfill the will of God in my life. I want to be able to pay my bills and help other people pay theirs. I want to pay this church off. I want to be a blessing. I want to stretch forth my hand in the name of Jesus and minister healing to people. 
I want to help people that are confused and put them back on the straight and narrow. Hallelujah. How about you? But we must sanctify ourselves. Check this. Check this out how he mingled this with the, with the first admonition. We need to be on guard against the spirit of division, discord, rebellion, hatred, strife, contention. We're surrounded with it, but it doesn't have to get on the inside of us. One of the things that should be an earmark of you, Christian, should be the love that you have in your heart and how much you love people. I used to, we went to a Bible school uh, uh, in Texas and one of the ministers there, we got an opportunity to sit under T.L. Osborne. He's a, an enormous man, His, especially when I compare how I was Mr. Osborne, I look up to you. He had a real wide expanse of his arms and his hands were huge. He had huge hands. And one of the things that I remembered way back when in Bible school as he took the podium is he had just said this over and over and he would impress it on the students. God loves people. You know how he would say that? God loves people. You're like, oh my gosh, that just kind of seared in my heart. I don't remember anything else he said. But let me tell you something. If that's all I remembered from him and that message, that he, I think the Lord burned that into my spirit. God loves people. Say that with me. God loves people. Say this. He likes young people. He likes old people. He likes mean people. He likes bad people. He likes all people. Hallelujah. <laughs> and yet, you'll see how people, sectarianism steps in and tries to get people to not love people. Like, well, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. Wherever there's the flesh, there's an opportunity for people to fall out of sorts with people and fall under rebellion. I mean, I could read it, but I won't. First Corinthians chapter 1, 10 through 20. There's, there's Paul admonishing people. Like I say, what is wrong with you guys? You know, they're, they're saying, I'm of Paul. I'm of Apollos. I'm of the other person. It's like, he's probably saying as an apostle laboring over there, travailing over them, that Christ be for them. He's probably saying, really? <laughs> Who is your savior? Who's the focus of this whole thing? It was Christ. Is that right? So we're not pointing to any one group of people, any one nationality. It's all Christ. Friends, if without Christ, we're nothing. I don't care where you came from. I don't care what education you have. Hallelujah. Whether you, whether you flew here, drove here, swam here, ran here, walked here, crawled here, rolled here. It's all about Jesus. Hallelujah. So he says it's Christ divided, of course. And see, that's happening all the time right now. Where flesh is involved, friends, uh, there's always an excuse for contention. But uh, hallelujah, walk in forgiveness. Dust yourself off from any past hurts and protect your spirits. Distance yourself from that spirit. We're talking about wonders in your life. Pastor Tom, what are you talking about right now about this? I'm, I'm trying to say that God is a wonder-working God. But in order for Him to be a working, wonder-working God, we'll try to say that ten times, Pat. A wonder-working God in your life, you need to protect your spirit from some, the contention and stuff that's happening in the world. Hallelujah. There's so much strife. 
There's so much stuff going on. So many people accusing people. You know what I'm talking about. And you don't have to go far. Some of you, it's family members. You know what I'm talking about. He said, she said, they said, they're not talking. Oh, we're not supposed Okay, today you're not supposed to talk to them because it's a sunny day. It's the odd number day. It's the Wednesday. Are we in speaking terms with so-and-so? No, stay away from them. Oh, okay, sorry. Didn't, didn't mean that. You know, you don't have to go far. Wherever there's two human beings, there's opportunity for problems. But wherever there's Jesus, there's opportunity for healing. Come on. There's opportunity for forgiveness. Come on. Hallelujah. And that's what we're going to... Thank you. She brought it up. She hadn't even seen my notes. Look at that spiritual young lady in the front row. Mm -mm -mm. Sanctify yourself, friends, from these things. God is trying to do wonders among you. So guard your heart. And let's start with preserving the unity of the Spirit. Psalm 133. Psalm 133 in the King James Version says this. Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garment as the dew of Hermon, as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. Boy, does that sound real kind of Jewish and romantic and all that. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life evermore. Just a thought. I know some of you can't relate to all that, the dew and Hermon and all that. But let's just get this straight. The anointing comes from above. Every good and perfect gift. And you know the wonders that, you're, that we're looking at and talking about today? They don't come from below. Where do they come from? They come from above. Our Father has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Where? In, heavenly, in the heavenly places. And it always comes from above. And it comes down like an anointing. You've got to protect your anointing. I'm just, I'm just impressed to talk, go this way a little bit. You know, Samson, he was anointed to take care of business. And you'd, you'd be, you would think that Samson was, was like the Hulk, or at least like my brother here, uh, Don. Don, give me a hmm. When I grow up, I'll be like him one day. <clears throat> Maybe not. <laughs> Don is amazing to me. Ooh, look at this. Mm, man. <laughs> I feel safer standing over here. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, Samson, they couldn't explain where his strength came from. So if he looked like Hercules, then how, how come they would be asking, like, where, how in the world can this guy do this stuff? How in the world can you? Because he probably looked more like an ordinary man being able to do extraordinary things and he didn't probably didn't look like Hercules. Where in the world can he get this kind of strength? He did not sign up at 24-hour fitness. He does not bench press 500 pounds. You know, he, he probably, it was kind of a, an anomaly. Like, how in the world is this dude, can he do these amazing feats of strength? And so, you know, it was, somebody say the anointing. But see, you need to guard your anointing. Sanctify yourself. Yes. Sanctify yourself. Listen to that. You see, Samson, when he gave up his secret, and, the, and after, by the way, sometimes guys could be real dumb when it comes to girls. Man, couldn't you figure it out, dude? She's trying to mess with your strength here. 
But after so many times, they'd rush in and he'd break the brand new ropes and all the stuff that they were talking about. He'd rip it and rip it. He might get an idea that she's setting him up. But, you know, I was going to say love is blind, but that wasn't love. It was kind of, hmm. I don't know, guys. Let's, let's smart up a little bit. But when she finally found his secret and they finally trimmed his hair like it was part of his covenant with God, the anointing left him. Now watch this. And no, no, no slant against Samson. But he, when the Philistines came again, and it was several times they came, and he'd rip off the bands. He woke up that day and he thought, you know what? I'm going to just rip this off like I did last time. Be careful, friends, because this time he got up and he's just going to rip this off like last time, whether it's chains, whether it's rope or whatever it was, and somebody's already going like this. He wasn't able to do it because the anointing, he didn't realize that the anointing had left him. Everything that you can do right now that's effective in your life is because of the anointing of God on your life. You guard that anointing. You guard it from people, places, and things that would try to dilute you. You be like Daniel when Daniel said, I refuse to contaminate my spirit with the king's food. And the atmosphere from the... I love to listen to that story when I was a little boy. Daniel, in Daniel chapter 1, I believe it's verse 8, he said, Daniel... He determined not to defile himself with the king's meat. And he made an arrangement with those that had authority over him to give them vegetables and that. And then you skip down. I don't know if it's 20. He ended up being 10 times better than all the others. But what was it? It wasn't just that he was better. What really? Because he was on a vegetarian diet. Friends, it was the anointing. Don't you wake up one morning and say, I know I'll get, I'll take authority over these symptoms like I did before. And yet you're walking in strife. Or you're preoccupied with things that you shouldn't be preoccupied, or you're hurt and you haven't dealt with that. Look, I have empathy. How many, how many of you have ever been hurt before? How many of you have had the opportunity to experience the healing power of God in your life? And the miracle, listen, the miracle of forgiveness. It's a miracle that somebody can hurt you that bad. Are you listening to me? They can hurt you that badly, but you can release them. And it has no more power over you. And God could restore you to where you were better than you were before. Hallelujah. We have all the tools we need to make it in life and be a blessing and fulfill the plan of God, friends. But you see, let's, in this sense, let's not be like Samson. He, he, got, a, he got distracted and he, he took his focus off of what was important. He took his focus off of God and he took his anointing like it's for granted. Look, every day is a gift, friend. And when you wake up and you say, this is the day the Lord has made. And when you make prayers, Pastor Nancy, you blessed me on Wednesday night when you said, when you pray for people, just like the Apostle Paul said, making mention of you in my prayers. Think about that. It didn't say that he went into hours and hours of prayer. He just mentioned. He just mentioned them in his prayer. 
I just, I got such a revelation on that, that you could just mention people, mention places, mention things while you're in your fellowship with God and power is released. Amen. Just a thought. Hallelujah. And so friends, guard the anointing in your life. When the moment you feel something's not right, you should be able to make it right. You should be able to sense it in your heart and go like, ooh, I have to change that. Amen, somebody. Because you can't do this without the anointing. Praise the Lord. How many of you with me so far? That's good already, you know. That's good right there. I don't know. So, so you can understand when you, when, you, when you realize that it is absolute defilement to listen to gossip, to, to watch people bash people and have a regular diet of that poison. I'm one for praying. Hallelujah. I don't know about you. So God will do wonders among you. Let's touch that a little bit because he's a wonder working God. Wonder, the noun from Vine's uh, expository dictionary says it's, it's teros or something strange or something foreign or something different here. Causing the beholder to marvel. God wants to do that in your life. It's when people look at you, when they look at your life, because you're, you're walking perpetually and the Lord goes before you. I love that. I'm going to just skip ahead. I'm a freelance just a little bit. But in Chronicles, First Chronicles, uh, David uh, worshipped the Lord in Baal-Perazim. And Baal-Perazim uh, is called the Lord of the Breakthrough. I have to paraphrase a bit because we have to let you go here. But that means the, the Lord of the Breaking Through or the Lord is Breaking Through or the Lord of the Breakthrough. Or how about this? The, one of the translations is, is, is the... Um, is the Baal explosion. Baal Perazim is like an explosion of whatever that demonic spirit was, exploded it out of the way. Hallelujah. God wants to explode things out of your way, out of the way of your loved ones. And just when you make mention of them in your prayer, ooh, I, I like that. But notice this, but it's, uh, it's causing the beholder wonders, causing the, the, the beholder to marvel. And it's always used in the plural for some reason in the Bible. Why? Because God is not just a one-time hit. You know those people that sang a hit, hit song and they just did one and then they disappeared? God is not a one-number hit. He's got more numbers. He's moving and he's grooving in your life. Hallelujah. I was very excited today as our praise team was preparing to minister to you today. I was just recounting many of the miracles that have happened in our lives. I don't have time. I wish I had time. But it just happened over and over. God is moving today. And he wants to break and blow things out of your way today. Hallelujah. And then we're going to look at, it's in the plural, so he's not just a one-time hit wonder, but he's constantly, he's full of, full of wonders. And then it's usually followed by uh, semea, which uh, means signs, and sometimes signs and wonders. And a sign is intended to appeal to the understanding, while the wonder appeals to the imagination. Hallelujah! I don't know if that does anything for you. Let's, let me read that again for those of you that are into thinking about it. A sign is intended to appeal to your understanding and a wonder appeals to your imagination to just blow your mind about just how good God is. Just how much what God can do. What can God do? So for our purposes today, 
I just want to bring it down to something personal and very simple. How about a divine intervention of God in your life? How about where God breaks through obstacles that you couldn't possibly do on your own? How about relationships healed or family members saved? How about bodies raised up? How about debts paid amazingly? How about Marcella's testimony? Oh my Lord. Marcella, man, I, I'm going to give you a hug when you're here somewhere, man. I, that was an amazing testimony. These are quantifiable breakthroughs. See, God is not a fairy tale. He's not a feel-good panacea. God is real. And He's moving right now. So I heard these words in my spirit. Give me a break! In closing. Give me a break! I heard this. Ask of me whatever break you want. I am the Lord of the breakthrough. I stand ready and willing to break through for you. Hallelujah. Praise God. I don't know if that blesses you the way it blesses me. God, thank you. Thank you. So let's let God flow through us. Love people. Closing admonitions. You can stand in the gap for your family. You do have a wonder-working God. And He can do, what does Ephesians say? Exceedingly, abundantly, above. Think about that. Close your eyes and think about that. Exceedingly, not just a little more. Exceedingly, abundantly, above. All you can possibly dare ask or think or imagine. Infinitely, the Amplified Bible says, infinitely far, farther than your highest prayer. I mean, you went on a fast. You read the Bible for 60 hours straight. And then you offered this prayer. He could do infinitely above that. Is God able? Can God set a table in the wilderness? Can God heal this land? Can God save your relatives? Can God touch the heart of your mayor, your governor, your president? Can God descend on the White House and cause them to fall on their knees and stop bickering? Hello. Can he get their focus off of their career and onto serving the people of these United States of America? Can God let his grace flow through us so that healing can flow through our communities? And so that we make progress not in spite of each other, but with each other. By valuing each other, the, what we each bring to the table. Somebody said, Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Where's my closing scripture? I don't know. I'm having a good time so far. Hallelujah. Sanctify yourself. Is that all right? Sanctify yourself. Sanctify yourself. There's a scripture that, that says... Um, that in the house, it's in James. I'm trying to find it, Jill. I'm really trying. There's a, there's a scripture that talks in James about how there are various vessels, you know, in the house. And there's uh, vessels of, of gold and silver. But it's not just gold and silver. There's also vessels of wood and clay. And he says, hey, you can go further in God by just eliminating some things out of your life 
dedicating your life a little more to God. Just take some time. Let me, let, let me give you some practical thoughts. Take five. You, how many of you have a timer or a smartphone with a timer on it? An egg timer, for heaven's sakes. How about on your stove? Set it for five minutes and pray in the Spirit. March around your house for five minutes. Hallelujah. Then stretch it to ten minutes. And before you know it, you won't even need a timer. Hallelujah. You're going you're gonna to get into the flow like Pastor Nancy is going to be teaching us and did teach us Wednesday night and teaching us again tonight. You get into that flow. That's the flow of blessing where you become a blessing to other people. Father, we worship you today. We thank you for your goodness. Lord, as I, I, I trust that you have spoken to hearts today that there are yet breakthroughs for them. And that they can wake up every day, not to disappointment, but they can wake up every day to a wonder-working God. That it's a miracle, Lord. Every day is a gift, another opportunity to serve you. And we worship you.